When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Oh, away. Showing a little touch on the baseline. He's fired up. Quiet so far. He had 11 points in 13 minutes the other night in his return as Aikens hits the three. With Aikens and Hall out there, this is a different Spartans team. No, there's no doubt about it. Shireman. First made shot of the ball game for Shireman from downtown. Alexander. That's a three. Fresh off a career high. Seven triples. Trust there on, hey, can I play you with foul trouble or not? Inside, Cochran with a two-hand flush. And that's back-to-back on this end for the seven-footer. For three over the last three games, including this one. Brenner. Kaluma has a tension And he has his first double-double of the season. 11 points, 11 boards. Just love how Kaluma has moved around off of post-ups from Kalkbrenner to free himself up. Really good from Kaluma. He missed it. Three-point game. This Wisconsin foul here at some point. With a three-point lead. It's under five. Kepler, the pocket of Cooper. Up to Florence Gilmore. He'll go Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. He's Damon Benning. I'm Andrew Rogers. We have Shane Schillerberg on the board. We appreciate you joining us this morning here on Hale Varsity Radio from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. We are back and a big day in sports yesterday. But uh, before we get there, I told everybody yesterday, DB, I, I, I'm, I'm a newbie to the area of, of Omaha when it comes to food. And I checked out Omaha Tap House last night. Caught the Nebraska game, caught part of the Creighton game. So you were downtown, and I was or downtown. Or 156. I was downtown. I I don't like going downtown. Not just be like in Omaha, just downtown in general. No matter the city, I just parking downtown is always a hassle. Yeah. And I, I had a pl- I had a park like three blocks away, <laughs> but it was worth it because <laughs> the food there was pretty good. Yeah. Did you get your steps in? We did, we did. Ashley and I both got our walk in. Mary Kate and Ashley. We were like, we were basically on Old Market. Well, well, I, I, a lot of the, you can't go wrong. There's a lot of good places. I was just downtown last week, and one of my buddy lives downtown, so that that you know helps things. But there's one place downtown that I still have to get to, even though I know it's a chain, and that McDonald's. is McDonald's. That is Texas Day Brazil. Oh, different one. Yeah. So, but I have to carve out about four hours. Uh, maybe to maybe, go there. Maybe a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, probably two for sure. I mean, I could get to three. I went to Fogo de Chá, which is a Brazilian steakhouse in Kansas City. It's the closest one. I sat for three hours. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my fill of protein. It is. 
They just bring you meat. I can't imagine sitting down and eating. Well, it depends on who your depends on who your company is. I mean, company schmumping. I mean, we we <laughs> blow hours. We, we blow through a show in two. Yeah, but we're not eating. Well, you take your time. You're not in a hurry. You walk down and get them all. You don't night, run down and. I got to tell you, last night I was kind of in a hurry to get home because I wanted to sit on my couch and watch the rest of the Creighton game. Well, well it was over at the half. Right. So, I mean, I'm glad you. So, I made it for the first five minutes so, of the so, second So, half. what happened in the second half is you just charted statistics. I, you, I saw. You, chart, you, I saw, you charted statistics <laughs> and runs. Right. I mean. I saw Kalkbrenner block for the sixth time, and I said, all right, that's probably enough of this game. So, at, at what point, and I was just being funny because both teams offensively well the home team and the state team in Nebraska and Seton Hall I was scratching my head at their shot selection so I was just having fun with some of the images on television and Shaheen Holloway Seton Hall's coach had this crazy look on his face but he was mad because because it was 27 to 12 well I this was early this was before before that yeah (laughs) and uh I'm like I tweeted out this picture this look that he had on his face i was like he must be thinking about his team shot selection do you think people have a similar photo of you standing on the sidelines west side football i don't know i mean do i am i animated uh, kind of yeah it depends like you i don't i don't you get animated though it's it's passion i I don't think like i don't think it's anger i think the guys on our team probably think of me as the rational one of the bunch if i don't know if that's scary or not but except for at the half against lincoln southwest at home in the playoffs that was not that halftime so if somebody took a photo of you at half well allegedly our film guy and we have one of the best in the business um like filmed it so i think a few of our administrators have seen it. it it was one for the ages. I get like that probably two or three times a year if it's not work related because <laughs> there's been one of those already. <laughs> but outside outside of that, ah, we're good. We're good as we uh, welcome ourselves to the Omaha market. And I was just about to get to that. Uh, we are newbies now in town, 590 a.m. ESPN radio oh, here in of. Omaha. Kind of newbies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but. Kind. But officially, today is the day. Happy New Year to those in Omaha that didn't hear us say that yesterday yeah, on ESPN Lincoln. Do you enjoy our – you're not old enough to remember Kmart, are you? <laughs> yes, I'm old enough to remember Kmart. Do you like the blue light special for our folks in Omaha? Yeah. I actually got lost in a Kmart one time. Did you? And were, were, you look, were you looking for looking, a waffle maker? No, I was looking for my mom. <laughs> You know, I, I probably was looking at a waffle maker. You weren't one of those kids that had, like, the, the leash thing that was, like, the... Parent. I needed one because I... So you, she, you, you, you weren't touched enough as a child. Huh? <laughs> you get touched a few times, you stay close. <laughs> I got the wooden spoon. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah. You, you grow do, in... do I seem like a wooden spoon guy? No, but you, you do have a certain amount of... Um, of mature, like, discipline to you. So I imagine it wasn't all right. loosey-goosey or oh, free-for-all no. as a kiddo. I, I mean, it was wash your mouth out with soap. Yeah. It was the wooden spoon. I, I never really, got the belt. I, re, I didn't, really? Mm-mm. I didn't ever understand the soap thing. I, I mean, I get it in its, in like, its, its theory, but that's not that bad. I mean, maybe if you're getting, like, the high-end stuff from Bath and Body Works and you're eating cinnamon rolls. I mean, unless you're, like, the kid on a Christmas story. Because outside uh-huh. of that... 
bar soap. Yeah, because you graduated <laughs> from like lye and stuff. They weren't using that. Like, yeah, I don't think anything bad was going to happen to no. you. No, but I got lost in Kmart uh, looking for my mom. I don't know what I was doing, but yeah. three out, three aisles over. You were, know. were you looking for like? A, I'm going to guess you were looking for a SpongeBob toy. Could have been. I don't know. It was way back when. I, I was probably talking to a stranger. Yeah. They always said that. They said, you have to stay close because you'll just walk off with somebody. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. You hear that kid, huh? Yeah. Were you? No. No? No. Kind of stayed, stayed true to yourself. Been the same my whole life. Yeah. Very particular. You haven't, yeah, very, haven't grown up either. <laughs> very particular about who we fraternize with. Did you see, there was a clip on Twitter last night. Actually, Twitter. a buddy of mine sent it to me. And it was the leg of the dart throws. Yeah. And, it, like, are you a dart player at all? No, but I do have a dart board. As a matter of fact, it has – so put some pictures up in the basement finally after however long we've been there, three months. And there is still a perfectly good boxed dart board. That Cork board? What does that mean? Cork? Yeah. Like it's made of cork? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not plastic. <laughs> it was a gift. I'm not buying a Does it dartboard. have metal tips or does it have plastic tips? I haven't opened it. It's 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 st- out. Is it light it. or heavy? Is it's, it electronic? Why so many questions? Like, what are we doing? We're just trying to figure out if it's <laughs> well, cork or what, what, like. What are we plastic. doing? What are we doing? Hey, uh, I don't know. I think it's plastic. Okay. I think. Does it's it plastic. look like it keeps its own score? You gotta get a cork board. There's a lot going on right now. I this is so above my pay grade. <laughs> But I have, I have a couple of friends. Okay. Uh, one will probably make himself acquainted with this show, Oklahoma Tyler, my buddy T. Mose. Um, Still yet to call in. And Alvin Mitchell, uh, who he's got some, some great kiddos and who's coached my boys forever, are dart players. They are guys that carry cases. Like with? Their darts. own darts. Yes. And they what, like. Put when you the say t- case, aren't they like like little box cases? Like it would be something that you'd see Alvin in the well, it's not. It's not, like you're, it's not like you're going to work and you've got like your portfolio in no, there. No, no, but, I know. But, like, but it's, yeah. It's like, it's like a little briefcase. Yeah. It's, I'm, I, I laugh every time I see it. Well, are, I mean, people carry their own bowling balls. Do you laugh at those people? No, because my mom bowls. <laughs> so if your mom played darts, you wouldn't laugh at those guys? Probably. <laughs> Well, they're my friends, so I can be yeah. condescending to them. But right, my, so if they carried a bowling ball, though, I don't know. It depends. They like get their finger holes measured and get the yeah. right shoes and do all that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and they wear the gloves. The ones with the cutoff fingers. Yeah, those are hilarious. Those guys and they talk trash. What about like weightlifters hey, with gloves? Full disclosure, I don't even know how we got on this, but I watched the show. Was it on? It was on ESPN or two or one of them where they hired a coach. Where is he? Wake Forest? Somewhere. They hired a bowling coach like on a humbug and he started out with like three girls. And now they like win national championships. And they talked about the turning point. It was when they competed against Nebraska. This was like a, don't ask me what Like I a 30 said. for 30? It's kind of like that. Like maybe it was like SEC store. You know what it was? I think it was Vanderbilt. Because oh, okay. I think it was SEC storied or something like that. I think it was Vanderbilt. And I don't know if I want to work that hard. I'll just 
I'll I'll practice football. <laughs> I'll try I'll to hit. Do, I'll, I'll do what I've been I'll, doing I'll, for I'll, the past twenty. I'll try years. to hit a baseball before I try to understand curve and pockets mm-hmm. and and things like that. But darts appear to be all the craze. Like, why is everybody talking about darts? This is a sports show. I mean, it's cool. Darts are well. Did you like? The run that they went on. Do you know yeah, how hard I, it is to hit twenty like nine times in a row? I can imagine, but the the guy Triple didn't. 20 the guys don't that? appear to be trying very hard. He's just like. People probably thought about that with you with football. Like, oh, he's not trying very hard, but that's because you're good at it, DB. That is a, that is a that is a true skill. Darts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like well, that's it's muscle memory too. That's a skill. It's very finite. And when you have eyesight like this, you don't do darts. <laughs> Farsighted? <laughs> uh, what is it when – this is weird because there's a lot of things that I apparently don't come across as being very smart about. Well, I didn't know cork what a versus was. Pl- cork versus oh, – by the way, welcome to Amazing Daniel. He's funny. Be very leery of him on Twitter. What did he, he say? He was talking about the whole – homonyms discussion don't he, he looked up no but he was also that. on your side remember with uh the musical thing going to watch musicals see i like him well he's a musician <laughs> i'll talk music then <laughs> and just to stay on his good side no uh i, I don't get about that with so, so so what is it so what happens is is i can't see close up so would that make me farsighted because isn't it the opposite if I could only see, f- you're asking the wrong guy. Wow, <laughs> you don't know anything either. I'm glad everybody tuned in to get all this knowledge. <laughs> I don't know why I brought up farsighted if I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. So whatever it is, I I struggle close up. Like, see, I do things yes, like this. Yes, it's opposite. Okay. So if they are relatively close to the eyes, you have trouble seeing it. Yeah. Well, that's me. That's why I write in pencil. You gonna make fun of that too again? Look, it's not mechanical. Yeah. Well, I know. I said DB's the only guy that I know that still uses a literal pencil. Do you know at Westside in the coach's office, we still have an old school pencil sharpener? Uh, most schools do. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess just the older ones. Uh, I if thought it's, if I it's th- a modern you know, just school. Just put it in the thing. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I did have an electric pencil sharpener, if, too. If this was a sports show, it'd be different. But do you know what was yeah. sharp? There goes my fiance in the comments to letting us know what farsighted means. Is, is, she, is she smart? <laughs> well, smarter than I am, obviously. Well, it's varying well, degrees. She, 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 she's going to marry me. She's super smart. Questionable. <laughs> Questionable. <laughs> there's, a, there's a funny story that I told in my former life about eyesight and vision, and it didn't turn out so well for me, so I'll never get my eyes fixed. Um I'll fill you in on that later. Do you want the Cliff Notes version? <laughs> yeah, give me the Cliff Notes. So yeah, you know what, Spark Notes was my best friend in high school. So be my Spark Notes. So full disclosure, when I got divorced, I had this this in, this endorsement with a with an eye company around town. But I'm very afraid to have my eyes touched, right? Like I I probably need to go see an optometrist, but I. I haven't done that for years, right? So I just buy cheap readers or people give me cheap readers from Walgreens and I manage. White elephant gift a couple years ago. I got some nice readers. But anyway, <laughs> I rapidly digress. So they wanted to do this deal. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not doing it. And they wanted a Nebraska athlete. And I was like, oh, shoot, man. My wife at the time played soccer. She's fantastic. Played for the Canadian national team, whatever, whatever. And she was like, she was like a four four point seven five deficit, like in the five. She She couldn't see. So I was like, oh, you know. You'd be perfect for this. Yeah, you'd be perfect. Use, use her. 
yeah, about a month after the surgery, she's like, yeah, I don't think we should do this anymore. And I was like, oh. So the running joke amongst my friends was she finally could see what a bad guy was. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Nice. Yeah, it's because you made fun of him for throwing darts. <laughs> what? That's what we're on this morning already? <laughs> Whose team are you on? I feel like the parent that said, I brought you into this world. <laughs> yeah, I can take you And right I'll take out. you out. Yeah. We, he came with me, right? He should be taking care of me. I think he just likes me more. But he has worked with you in this capacity longer. Yeah, but I I think the relationship from way back when carries further. And I think Shane would say the same thing. Does he? Well, you know what I say. Hey, you know what else was great yesterday? She's, so, fr- she's from Toronto. <laughs> so I'm sitting at dinner, and you're you're watching Nebraska at about the 12 minute mark miss every shot. I am, and so I I direct my attention to my phone because my ESPN alerts are just going off, <laughs> left and right. That sounded like the beginning to Brass Monkey. Uh, uh, Brass Monkey. <laughs> Everything back to music. Brass Monkey Junkie. <laughs> Oh, you're quick this morning. Yeah. We're not even friends. Yeah, no, you guys are. There is a wall, a literal wall between yeah, you two. Yeah, we're good. Uh, no, and I'm looking down at my phone, and it's goal scored by the Blues. Goal scored by the Leafs. Oh, that was a 6 5 Goal scored by the Blues. Yeah. Goal scored by the Leafs. Well, long story short, I had Austin Matthews and Jordan Cairo to score last night. Yeah. That bet hit. I parlayed it with Ovechkin and Tage Thompson to score. Yeah. Also you, hit. Ovechkin to find the back of the net at some point is mm-hmm. typically a good. Right. Was it an anytime score thing? Anytime. Anytime. So I I noticed like I know the Mississippi State Mike Leach. I know you like you are intentional with your mm-hmm. lids. You're wearing the blues. Is that because they got the six five OT? Nope. Just because I had three hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Where are we going to lunch? Anywhere you want. So I after, guess we're going to that Brazilian steakhouse no, place. No, you, you don't want to wanna do that because we'll be there for four hours. It's fifty-five bucks a pop. Well, yeah, I'll still have <laughs> two hundred and fifty to spare. <laughs> no drinks, water only. Yeah. So it was weird. It's like you're watching, you know, some of these sporting events. It, it happened to catch a little bit of that because I was watching. I don't know why I I varied over to hockey only because. I wanted to see two hot teams. The the Stars had, had won like six in a row, and the Kings had have like seven consec games with points, right? So I wanted to watch Kings and the Stars, and obviously at, at and that's, intermission. that's a hard game to look at to bet on because you're, you're well, looking at Ottinger well, in don't, that. Don't, don't bet on it. Which well, is they, why I didn't. They like him, though. Like – they as like Jake? Yeah, as a, yeah as a he's newbie. really good. Yeah, he's gonna well, that's be. what I'm saying. I mean, he's, he's so good that, you know, for me, I like to bet points and goals. I got to stay away from games with good goalies. You that's why I stay where, away from Igor. You know where I'm going with this, Igor? right? Igor. Right? Shesterkin. Yes, go ahead. What did I say way back this summer when we stumbled into <laughs> hockey talk? You asked me. We uh, weren't even doing shows said, together. Was, we were just doing team? podcasts. Was, and it, I was said, it your sleeper team? Keep an eye on them as the sleeper team. Where are and they you at ma- in the And they are third in the West. And you made fun of... Jonathan Quick. The Quick and the Dead. <laughs> I mean, he's, what, 80 now? Hey, so I got to tell you this because I'm a total squirrel. and You'll get used to this. So my guy Steve, mm-hmm. 
he's he's been with me forever on social media. I say that like we're in a relationship, but I feel like we are. So this picture, the one that he tweeted, is from a YouTube video where we were discussing the surgery. And we were in a knockdown, drag-out fight on the way there. And I had to sit there and listen, knowing what we were going through. So he likes to remind me that I was not in a good emotional spot right there. What, what year was that? It like a huge waste of time. 11, maybe? 2011? Yeah, 10 or 11. 10? 9 or 10. So pull up the picture one more time. I never took you as somebody... That would wear a button-up shirt with the collar popped over and the sweater right underneath. Do you I know never I, took you as that Do you know I used to? I wore a suit every day for probably six years. Is that when you worked at Westside? No, when I was with the school district, OPS. Oh, that's right, OPS. Yeah. yeah. You wore a suit every day? Every day. But the sweater? That was casual. That was, a, that was a Saturday that, morning. That's casual. That was a Saturday morning. You looked like you got beat up in the parking lot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I see how this is going, right? Like, welcome to Wednesday. <laughs> I welcome to Omaha. Right but wait, what? You seem very hurt right now. You gonna you gonna be all right? Hey, get your guy. He's your guy. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just here in the car. I'm just here for the ride. But, by the way, driving on through. Who had be- who had the better eyesight last night? Michigan State from three or Creighton? And how about how funny was it yesterday that we were talking with Will mm-hmm. Teeman about? Yep, you brought it up. Watson being the X factor, being the X factor, and he just just took over in the first half. So <laughs> it's not funny because you played the second half. I felt like Bellevue West Westside the other day. <laughs> Caleb, we were talking after the game, and he's like, "Man, I can't believe we got off to that kind of a start. We were this, we were that. We played the second half even." And I was like, "Eh." Doesn't count. First half, you're down 30. Well, you know, so I felt like I know I'm terrible, right? But I'm looking at this game, and I'm like, I'm watching Nebraska offensively in the second half, and I'm thinking, what was wrong with the shot selection in the first half when we were going like one of 11 from three, right? And conversely, at the same time, about 35, 40 minutes later, you're either split screening or you're watching on a different mm-hmm. device, and I'm watching, and now obviously two different styles. One team's built and predicated on defense. The other team is about shooting it in space and pace, but they hadn't been shooting it well outside the last couple of games. But apparently that offense may be back. Yeah. How about the shot selection early? They didn't shoot the ball from within 25 feet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, I'm feeling pretty good tonight because if we're open, we're letting her rip. It's like going to be one of those nights. And yeah. C- Seton Hall figured it out, as did Nebraska. Well, and uh, you mean Creighton? Seton Hall figured out that, oh, Cre- yeah. that Creighton was there for the long right. run. But, yeah, sure. Right. Well, shooting the ball, I meant I, Creighton. I, <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about both losers, Seton Hall and Nebraska. <laughs> all right. I'm is that sorry. because you've been sitting in the loser's chair all morning? Yeah. Yes. I'm so I'm tickled that you two crack each other up tonight uh, or this morning, it's right? A, it's a beautiful Wednesday. It's, it all started it's with the, the new lights. It all started with the yeah, blue light special. You have the blue light special right above us. It does have a cooling effect. Is that why you're sweating on the nose? No, that's because I'm stressed sitting next to you. <laughs> At least you don't have to follow the light around. <laughs> Hey, we got an awesome show planned for you today. Brian Christofferson coming up at 8.
Kevin Suits oh, at 8.30. And then at 8.45, we're playing Two For You presented by Dingman's. So make sure to give us a call, 888-638-4876, right around that time. Our poll question of the day, DB, way back Wednesday, what's the best sports history moment of today? Today's history in sports. Are you going to read the questions, or am I going to have to, like... <laughs> no, I'll, I'll read them off. <laughs> Shane started giving the bed music. You know we got hard outros around we here. We do, we do. Uh, the, the three spots uh, on this list are Rogers Hornsby to the Hall of Fame, Michael Jordan hits 30,000 career points, or the Admiral David Robinson blocks 14 in an NCAA game. I'll get your thoughts on that next on Coffee and Cream here on Hale Varsity Radio. Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. We are back, Coffee and Cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. We thank you for joining us this morning, Wednesday morning on 590 AM Omaha Radio. We had some technical difficulties in the first segment, so um, I believe we, how we are doing? good to go. Let us Shane, know. how we doing? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, we're working on it. Uh, I, love your, it, I love your patience. It, it, it's a trial run, too, because we're doing something really unique here by recording remotely and sending signal multiple different ways. Uh, bu- bu- building a whole radio studio? Building a radio studio from scratch at a restaurant. So uh, just bear with us. Guaranteed by next week there will be no hiccups. We'll be good to go. Well, hey, and do, it's do you a- know why I wore a triple X warm-up? To leave room for um, uh, mix-ups? And it's a learning experience. Is that right? For, <laughs> room for growth. Oh, okay. It's a learning experience but for, yeah, that. for all of us here working behind the scenes, as hey. in me, Sasha, hey, why, why are all you, the engineers. Why are you talking? I'm just saying it's, Nobody you know, just, you. just have a little bit of patience. <laughs> oh, now, now DB's hostile after the first segment. All we've got is just some animosity in the room. Patience. Hey, something, I asked. Something. You, know why we're not, uh, you know why we're not on right now on 590? So we're not on? <laughs> <laughs> so this, we are on or we're not on? This dude is killing We're on 590. We're on 1480 still in Lincoln. You can catch us on YouTube. Hit us up. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. If you have a comment, a question, we'll get to those. Uh, 888-638-4876 is the phone number. Uh, comment on this for me, DB, because I asked you this going into the break. Because I, I wanted to come up with a, a more unique poll question, um, something that I haven't done before. And I came up with, hey, let's go to... Uh, this moment in history, and then grab three of the best that I saw on the list and throw them on a page, see what people it's, thought. It's definitely not Hornsby. Way back Wednesday, what's the <laughs> thanks? Wait, what's the best sports moment of the day? Were you Bruce history? Hornsby in the range guy? Before me. Wow, you have an old soul, too. I figured you'd be all in on Bruce yeah. Hornsby. Shane, you're a Bruce Hornsby guy, right? You know when you were at Kmart there, Andrew, you probably heard it over the radio. <laughs> yep, did I? <laughs> Yeah, was it was it like cutting in and out too? Hey, that's, that's probably accurate. Yeah, while so, you're running around getting your blue light, <laughs> I, that's well played, little dude. Well played. I, you know what I'm gonna take? It's MJ 30k career points for DB. Um, only because he's I like him. I'm going with Jordan. It's David good. Robinson's is more impressive. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm going with Jordan. So there you have it. You can. I just poo pooed thirty thousand points. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you can uh, vote on that poll question at H Varsity Radio on Twitter. We'll get to the results by show's end. Now, yesterday, uh, of course, was a big day for college hoops, and Creighton did steal one. We'll touch on Creighton and Nebraska one more time. Like larceny. They did. They didn't steal one. They. That was like a. That was like a. Sh- that was not stealing. Okay. Let's that let's, was let's date a, it back to maybe the the, the previous a, six games before the the that winning was streak. A bludgeoning. You were you were kind of high on Seton Hall coming into the game. I, I like the way that they were playing because I felt like they would try to be physical with Creighton and just too much space. Last night was one of those games where you were watching it where you felt like the court was exceptionally wide and exceptionally long. Creighton was getting shots without. Like Seton Hall bodies closer, having the ability to touch them. It was just going to be one of those nights. I mean, they shot 40% from the arc. Yep. Shooting 50, 50% from the floor. They missed 16 threes and still shot 50% from the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shooting well, uh, of course, works wonders for this team. But I'd argue their ability to get stops has been most impressive over the last three games. I mean, you, you can, when you shoot well, of course, the lead will extend when you're playing good defense. But keep in mind, this is a Blue Jay bunch that has won games by 22 points, 15 points, and 22 points over the last yeah, three. Starting to get it going. When you shoot 18 to 30 from two, you're probably in Just a lot, of, a lot of stops. You have, like we talked about with Kalkbrenner, six blocks down low, which he is uh, – irreplaceable at this point. Um, outside of Zach Eady, find me someone better defensively now, than Ryan But I, I don't think they love the fact that they gave up 39 in the second half, but uh, intensity can waver. I get it. Um, also, substitution patterns change a little. I was going to say the last five, six minutes of that game, you had your bench in as well. Yeah, but if you're playing the long game, which I think the Jays are, right, getting into March, going to have to mm-hmm. – I always say that, and then I look at some teams like Kentucky about a handful of Who years ago. play six ago. guys. Yeah. So I think depth is only a factor unless you're, you you suffer from injuries. But, man, you'd like to see a little bit more cons- – you would like to see some consistency off the bench. Arthur Kaluma gets a double-double. Nemhard dropped 14. Four different Blue Jays ended in double figures. 24 points off turnovers for Creighton. 17 bench points, which adds to what we were just talking about. Uh, their biggest lead was 32 in this game, but the assist-to-turnover ratio, 22 to 11, you can settle down with that. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can, you can get behind that. You'll, you'll take two to one? <laughs> Any day. I'll take two to one. Um, on the other end, over in East Lansing, I should say, after coming off a rivalry win over Iowa last week, uh, a you would not expect the Huskers to come out in this one flatter than a soda left out overnight. Yeah, but I did think, you know, when we talked about the line, and, and I'm like, that's too low, right? It just didn't – I, I felt like – what did it close at? Seven? Seven and a half? I think seven and a half. It seemed like Michigan State was due. Because they, they tr- they're trending in that direction, right? And I get it. It was the last one against Buffalo before Christmas. And so you're like, yeah, maybe. Um, although Buffalo did steal a win last night in the MAC. So um, I say all that to say I felt like Nebraska defensively would give themselves a better chance than that. It also doesn't help that they – they were settling too much with jump shots mm-hmm. and uh, just 
trying to come back in the game too early because when they got down, they were like, oh, we got to shoot the three or, or we got to take a long two. They weren't doing their bread and butter, which is getting to the rack, mm-hmm. finding Derek Walker down low, Griezel backing down defenders. Backdoor cuts were working early on in the first 10 minutes, but you went away from that when you started losing your lead. So uh, all in all, this is a team that, yes, defensively, you would have thought they would be better. But it also doesn't help that they weren't scoring the basketball. Uh, and I think it was pretty much what, over in the about half 12 time? minutes ago. No, about 12 minutes ago in the first half, right? Because I think that was about the time. Tyson Walker took over. And they went on the 28-6 mm-hmm. run. Because it was 11-11. And it didn't matter where he shot from the floor. Right? He could have launched from half it, court. And did, it do we in. realize that like, at the 12-minute uh-huh. mark it was tight? Yeah. And then 22 Tw- points? Yeah, well, yeah, 22 point half? different. Yeah, but 28-6 run. Yep. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. I mean, that was like... Oh, yeah, 24-9 assist-to-turnover ratio for the Spartans, and they ended the half on a 23-4 run. Didn't Nebraska end in single-digit turnovers? You thought that they maybe would have been a little loose with the ball, yes. but I think they only had... I think Eight or nine I think turnovers. You're right when you say that. Problem is, is they only had ten assists. That that number I know for sure. So it's like, I'm you're, you're looking nine. At Ended with nine turn, uh, turnovers. Nine turnovers. Single digits you'll typically take on the road, but you'd think that number would be higher suffering a blowout they, loss. But you couldn't. You just couldn't get enough stops. Your offense got it going in the second half, but defensively, eesh. They were just non-existent on the glass too. Out rebounded forty-six to twenty-nine, yeah. allowing. 14 offensive boards in this game. Which is roughly what about? Michigan State had 18 points via second chance. So that puts uh, Michigan State about 14, 15 more shots than Nebraska? Mm-hmm. From, well, the, from, yeah. from the floor? It was, they shot 65 times, I believe, and, and Nebraska Nebraska's shot in the, in the 50s. Yeah. It doesn't matter really when you look at the stats. Well, you when know, you shoot it that well. But a lot of times, volume will get you too, right? When you're not get, when you're giving up second chance opportunities. But I guess the the the, the bigger key stat is second chance points, not necessarily second chance opportunities. Although you can make the case that is times that you don't have the basketball. The Huskers fell to eight and seven overall on the year, one and three in Big Ten play. They'll look to bounce back against Minnesota, who's arguably the conference's weakest team at this point. Although, don't tell that to Wisconsin. Amen to that. <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, that game taking place on Saturday. Now, before we head into break here, in the first 12 minutes, there was some exciting basketball for Nebraska. Is there anybody more fun to watch on the sidelines than Tom Izzo when he's mad? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is pretty animated. So I, I, I feel like I, every wrinkle on his face is, is popping out on the screen. Yeah, that were, takes me back to the time he got kicked out in the Christmas sweater, right? It was like... <laughs> Wow, they just they just got mad at the angry elf. All I could think of was Will Ferrell when he – Must be a South Pole elf. <laughs> You're a child. <laughs> Fran McCaffrey is a, probably a close second to Did Thomas anybody Zell. ruin a good shoe game better than, than McCaffrey? Him. And how about the photo that just really God, called those out? black and gold Air Force <laughs> – those were sweet. And he just looked like they just did not belong. They just weren't there. Hey, Matt Rule got two more recruits yesterday. And Nebraska continues to find ways on a bunch of top-tier recruit lists. That's next. Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. 
Hey, back with you on Hale Varsity Radio. It's coffee and cream in the morning, powered by Currency, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. My friend DB and I are back to share our thoughts about Nebraska recruiting and the work that they did yesterday, in particular at the Under Armour All-America game. But if uh, before we get to those points, if you want to get involved in the show, give us a call, 888 638 4876. You can send us a message on Twitter. He's at Damon Benning. I'm at Andrew Rogers TV. You can also hit up the show at H Varsity Radio on Twitter. That's where you can vote on the poll question as well. If you're live on YouTube, feel free to comment in. We see all of those comments come through. We appreciate you joining us. And you get to see the, the blue light show as we were talking about in our first segment. <laughs> um, it's a special. It, it really looks good with my hat. Oh, Lord. Look at this. Really? I mean, I- I'm glowing. Shane, who sings that song, He's So Vain? <laughs> uh, you're so vain, Carly Simon. Yeah, see? that is this dude not a musical Rolodex? That's a and great I'll, song. I love that song. Didn't you say? Carly it, Simon? Yeah, it's so a girl. It, yeah, I was going to say, you said it was a guy. Like, there, what, probably, what it, guy sang that song? It, no, it, I said group. Oh, you said group. I'm, it's, I don't it's know. Been, I'm sorry. Shane probably but he, but he, he Regardless, She's, he changed it to... She's the original. The exact one. She's the original, but it's probably been done a bunch of times. So there could have been a guy. There could have been a group that have done it. It's probably been done multiple times. Like like You're Africa, so Toto's bad. Africa. Has that been redone? It was redone by Weezer a couple of years ago. Oh, nice! I didn't hear right. that version. Who? Weezer. Weezer? Well, throw your pencil <laughs> at me. <laughs> I'm like, it's it's behind the. Thank you. You're welcome. Weezer, like Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly is now no longer with us. What do you mean? Weezer? They sung. They sung the song, Buddy Holly. Oh, that's probably their first popular song. I, <laughs> I thought also <laughs> the individual. Was we going La Bamba? Ba La Bamba. Uh, or too soon? Was he on that plane, Shane, or was it just that he was in a plane too? I don't want to get that one wrong. Were Richie Valens and Buddy Holly together, or was it back? Don't back ask me. I, that's. Uh, celebrity maybe I think it was I, th- I th- oh that's a game we should play dead or alive because you if you ever want to beat me in something play that one I'm not good at it it's not I like can, the bowl, I can beat you in other not things. like the bowl games oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man thirteen dollar oh, breakfast speaking here of I come. those bowl games quickly for those that remember we filled out our bowl brackets not really brackets we just picked winners in winners, each game eight, yes and outright winners not outright ATS. winners forty two games. And DB ended with 26 going into the national title game as Georgia. I still want to know if that's good. 60 point, 62%? No, I'm talking about just picking winners. Yeah, uh-huh. It would be great if it was ATS. Mm-hmm. I just want to know, like, do people think that's good just picking winners? Let us know. Hit us up at the show. Shaner has 21, right? And yep, I have 21. Have 21. We both have 21. Both have Georgia. And uh, on the morning dump yesterday, he made me go first for my point total for the tiebreaker. I, I, he I, got you. I got some advice hey, before yeah. we did our picks. Give them nothing! He, he prices right me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you totally you, you got to – I mean, you're praying for points However, galore. technically, if it's the under, Shaner would still lose. But since we're not actually prices right rules – because he it's closest win. to the It's just closest to the number. Yeah, that's uh, without going over is price. On the right. prices, right. Yeah. So Hey, so well between the two of you he'd still win because can you have two losers or does somebody have to win? A loser. <laughs> Somebody's what, buying breakfast. That's what Coach Osborne said to me once. Didn't he, Shane? You know how it sounded? Uh, 
he's probably said a lot Loser. of different mm. things. You know, I was like, just, just like it was. Wow. It was just one lick on an ankle. Sort of. Hey, this is a big deal. So uh, we're looking at what happened yesterday mm. with Lynn Hart and, and Nation and Nation and uh, you know good lists uh, from from both and Lynn Hart comes back into the fold, which was a mis- uh, was a crazy recruiting deal with the previous staff and right. the current staff. It helped a lot that Rule and a lot of the coaches hail from the same area as Leonard. Yeah. Easy to relate to there. I, 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 would, I would agree with that. But if you look at kind of what they're doing defensively, and this was – I think this was before signing day. And I was like, gosh, you know, it seems like they quietly have kind of rebuilt this defense. Um, they still have some O-line to go get, and I think you still – have to address the wide receiver room a little bit, but and and they continue to add to it because I was just jotting down kind of what they brought into the fold, uh, and these are the non-secondary guys on defense, right? With Judy Borders, Van Poppel, uh, Noonan, Wallen, you got Prince, Leonard, Fields, Rogers. Uh, I think I'm probably missing one, but. You look at that range, and you're going from super speedy linebacker like Fields um, to, you know, a big body like Judy, and you're thinking, they got some range in terms of what they could do defensively. Because we still don't really know where they're going to land. We know that White likes the 3-3-5, but they do have some versatility because, like we talked about, yesterday with Mike Huguenin, it's all about the players mm-hmm. in terms of how that scheme looks, but they've given themselves quite a bit of flexibility with the body types that they brought in. You he know, th- I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, shoot, is is Maverick Noonan a 3-4 th- a th- a outside linebacker? Is he a 4-3 edge guy? Is he going to grow into a a 270 pound. That is a luxury with a lot of these. Young like what? What? Like what? If, like players. what? If Noonan could grow into almost like his dad, who would have been a a great five tech, like a Justin Smith type in a three man front. Like, and five techniques are hard to play. Uh, by the way, for those of you that like football terminology, but especially schematically. But either way, we won't get into that. Like, how are those guys gonna grow? In terms of frame, Van Poppel's a big guy. Judy's a big guy. Um, you know, Jackson's a big guy. There's range, though. I look at Fields, and I'm like, he he has my attention. Under-recruited, no stars. You watch his film, and you're like, I don't know if it was academic. I don't even want to throw out if it was academics because I don't want to paint a kid in mm-hmm. a bad light if right. he was fine academically but a three five gpa for how, all you know how was nobody recruiting fields you watch his tape he it's that's like, the best that's the best thing about matt rule is he doesn't care oh it's t- he yeah he, he doesn't care about the stars he doesn't care about what other people have to say hey, you're not kidding <laughs> he's like this guy's for me. You, you are. They, they did such a phenomenal job of building an island of misfit toys. Now it's a matter of how do you get them to gel. Well, look at the staff. He's built an island. Those are his guys. They're near every last one of them, right? It's like. 
and the reason I like to even use the term toys I mean, they, they are, they are, they are hunkering down. And the reason I like to call them toys, too, is because a, a toy, if you just look at the general makeup of a toy, you can do so many different things with a toy. Yeah. And that's what Matt Rule sees in yeah. every single guy he recruits. He knows that you're not just going to stick Maverick Noonan in one spot. Yeah, how, like how big, he, how big he will could Prince maybe get? go here. Right. He could maybe go there. Yeah. And, and, you know, he just places people around. It's, it's a puzzle that he's still building, which is an all-enticing picture for what next season's going oh, to look like. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I, which, you know, really puts a, a, a premium on the, the, the D word, right? development because i think you know nebraska fans if you if you pull them hey what's been the missing link and if if quarterback play doesn't isn't the first thing then it's going to be development i think probably mm-hmm. probably one two so i mean for those guys they they appear to know exactly what they're doing because what we hear back-to-back guys say yesterday when they committed in and cam and and nation is well, they have a plan. <laughs> like we talked about this three weeks ago, four weeks ago, right? When we said it just seems like they know. I was mm-hmm. giving you the example of the comps after Junior Day. Hey, I want you to look like this. We have a guy that did this, and so I think you fit in ours. And he, they were doing that with all the different guys that they had in the room. And I'm like, that appears to they appear to have a clear cut plan on what and then to hear the recruits I think reiterate that is 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 really really interesting because I don't think whether they win or lose or how whatever the success is in the win-loss column I think you'll know how they want to play football and I'll be curious to see if that's good enough it's I don't good enough isn't the term will that sustain the Nebraska fan base until wins come because I think deep down we just want it to look the fan base just wants it to look a certain way does it look like good football if you go four wide cool knock yourself out if you go single wing or or whatever knock yourself out if you go three four four three 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 five four two five whatever I want it to look like football I I don't know if the well excluding run the ball guy I, I don't as long as it looks like football, I, I think that will sustain the fan base, at least for a little while. And the clearer your vision and the clearer your plan, the more you can get it to look like what you want it to. It's, easy, it, it's interesting you, you say um, that all, all of these people are coming out and saying like they have a plan. You, you talk with Coach Rule often, and, and he gives you comps, and it, feels, it makes you feel like they have a plan. When you get a new coach in, more times than not, the fan base comes into the following season thinking, what are we going going to do? What are we going to get? It's a great point. And everything that we're hearing, I'm still a little hesitant to buy fully into the plan, but based on there's information out there, there's facts coming out that, hey, they have a plan, they have a plan, they have a plan. It's putting the fans at ease at this point. Yeah, at least, like, I think there's there's a little bit of peace of mind that, whether it works or not yet, right. that they know what they're doing. And Brian Christofferson can touch on that more next yeah. because we're talking to him. He's the senior writer for Husker247.com, next on Coffee and Cream. Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity.
Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Fade away. Showing a little touch on the baseline. He's fired up. Quiet so far. He had 11 points in 13 minutes the other night in his return as Aikens hits the three. With Aikens and Hall out there, this is a different Spartans team. No, there's no doubt about it. Top of the hour on Coffee Dream in the Morning. No doubt about it. It is. I, I like no Bardo. doubt about I, it. I like Bardo, though. People give him a hard time. He went through a stretch one time where he always... He would Kugler say, was great. He... I mean... I mean, he goes, is great, that goes but with, like, that he was great on the same. call. He's probably the one guy that I'll always say good things about, even though he gives me a ridiculously hard time. He's just really, really good at his mm-hmm. job. Yeah. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. And uh, we are still navigating through some issues uh, getting us on 590. Not sure if we're officially on yet or not. Uh, good thing, we did, good thing we did all those tests yesterday. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, if you, if you can't, if you can't enjoy, if you the process, can't have fun, man. yeah, find a find a new place. <laughs> uh, also on fourteen eighty ESPN, Lincoln live on guy. YouTube, live on Twitter. Hit us up at the show at H Varsity Radio on Twitter. But for now, uh, let's head into our next guest or our first guest, I should say, of Wednesday morning. Brian Christofferson, senior writer for Husker twenty four seven dot com. Brian, good morning. Good morning, guys. Um, I'm a walking tech technical difficulty, so I'll I'll fit in. <laughs> yeah. BC, we tested. If you only knew, like you, I you just look at me and shake your head because normally I lose my mind, but I'm to the point now where you ever done? Something, he doesn't have his mind. You anymore. just you sometimes you just you just chuckle. It's just it's just gonna be one of those things, man. But how was your holiday? Are you feeling refreshed, recharged? Well, like how are you feeling? Uh, we had a pipe burst in our uh, basement oh. on Christmas. Uh, That's what you at, want. At two a.m., so uh, our basement flooded. So that was how my holidays went. Hey, so <laughs> BC, not to as we're like laughing, not to make light though, BC. But was the insurance game pretty good? We're we're working it out still. Uh, it's a it's a everybody's got problems. It seems like right mm-hmm. now, so uh, we're in we're in line. But hopefully, we'll get it handled. But uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was an interesting Christmas and New Year's for us. Yeah, my sister and brother in law were in the same boat. Pipers in the basement. Yeah, yeah. We um, had had our all of our doors open, and I thought there was like poltergeist, but it was done. So the pipes would have less of a chance to freeze. I'd never heard of that before. Interesting. But in the basement, I don't think that's an option. I think it just is what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Right? BC, surprised. Most folks had it crystal balled. I think people thought Nation was going to be part of Husker Nation. Cam was a fantastic recruiting story. I'll let you kind of reset that one. Good day for Nebraska all in all, though, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. It's a top 25 class now um for nebraska football um and if you had told me a month or so ago they were going to be in the top 25 i would have said you're nuts i thought they're going to be maybe top 50 at best cam lenhart is a a real good story he played about every position in the front seven uh coming up through high school he played at powerhouse programs in new jersey and img academy 
So he's a pretty seasoned guy with, I think, a really a really great upside. And uh, as people know, he committed to Nebraska back to the in, with the old staff, had to kind of reconsider, which is a fair move consi- considering the circumstances. Uh, but this staff did a good job, I think, uh, selling what they're about, selling their vision, making him believe in it. And uh, I think Nebraska quickly uh, surfaced as his best option again. So that's a real nice get. He's a composite four-star guy. And Ethan Nation's just a guy I like his personality. He's one of those dudes who's like, hey, we have some underrated, under-the-radar players in this class, uh, but it's a good group and I want to be a part of it. We're going to make a run and win this conference at some point and get to the playoffs. He's one of those kind of guys who dreams big, so I think Husker fans are going to like him. Take this conversation one step further for me, Brian, and touch on who you think uh, the Huskers should be tracking down uh, wh- whether it's an actual player or, or position-wise, is there a hole on this roster that you see that still still needs to be filled? You could take that about three or four different spots, but I'll bring up tight end. Um, it's a different position than it's been the last four to five years. There's no Jack Stoll. There's no Austin Allen. There's no Travis Volkolik. You don't have that senior guy who you're just like, okay, we're good at 1A at that position, and then you can build around it. Um, now, obviously, there's excitement to see if Thomas Fedone can get healthy and have a good offseason. Nate Borkercher is a walk-on that the other staff liked, and maybe he can be important for you. Uh, but I think that's a spot you kick the tires on anybody who's in the portal that, that looks like they can help and maybe try to add a veteran guy. So tight end's a spot that – pops to my mind first but you could really go to wide receiver and and still find another guy or two they could use um i just think there's going to still be a lot of comings and goings um through after spring with this roster uh the secondary right now with ethan nation joining it it's got a ton of guys but there's going to be some players who probably aren't here post spring so um it's going to be pretty interesting to watch Still, how this transpires, but tight ends a spot where I you definitely say it's more of a question mark than it has been in years past. But that's the way it goes, sort of too, when you're on square one of building a program as this staff is. It's going to be that way at a lot of positions. BC, I was kind of walking through last segment with with Fields and Rogers and and Lenart and Prince and Wallen and Judy and Van Poppel and Jackson and Noonan. They've quietly kind of rebuilt yeah. this deal, right? And that's just the that's just the that's the non-defensive backs group. And you said something about Cam that kind of – it was where I was going with the, all those different body types. You said Cam, you know, he's played all along that defensive line at the high school level. He's got a ton of versatility. He's seasoned. I'm looking at all these different t- body types in these guys. They appear to have a ton of versatility and what they can do with some of these guys – how fine a line is it for you be to be versatile but know who you want to be on defense? Yeah, that's a good question. For those of us who love labels, uh, it's going to be tricky with this staff. <laughs> I don't think they're just going to put guys in a box or anything like that for us. So um, we're going to have to figure it out as we go. But, I mean, that's been their M.O. I think if you go back and look at what they did at Temple and Baylor, uh, they were willing to move guys around and, uh, you know, switch them even from year to year um 
So I think there's going to be some guys who you don't know exactly what spot they're in or where they fit in Tony White's defense right now, but that's what spring football's for, and that's what uh, you know fall camp is to kind of see, okay, this guy can specialize in this. Um, he's got this skill set, which will translate to these type of scenarios, and uh, we're going to have a lot of options. And if uh, you also look at Matt Rule's background, he plays a lot of guys on defense, so he's he's going to have, I think, uh, and I he's going to hope to build up uh, a system of guys who you can plug them into different scenarios, and they can really be effective in those specific, uh, you know, spots. Maybe certain down and distance situations, things like that. So, um, what they've done with the guys and the type of guys they have. Um, and their versatility, it doesn't surprise me because it's what they've always done at their previous two spots. They've been exactly who we thought they would be, I think, in that way, recruiting-wise, and I suspect they're just going to continue that way. We're speaking with Brian Christofferson, senior writer for Husker247.com. Brian, Adam Rittenberg of ESPN uh, put together a really good article uh, the other day handing out final grades for all 29 first-year college football coaches. And, uh, you know, we were talking to Mike Huguenin yesterday, and we obviously were talking about college football playoff and, and TCU and the work that Sonny Dykes has done at TCU. Um, Kalen DeBoer. And, and Kalen DeBoer is another one. Uh, there's a ton of other names out there on that list of 29, but he handed out a lot more A grades than he thought he would coming into this season. Going into next season, though, we, we always talk about expectation level for Matt Rule and uh, the expectation for the time it takes to turn around a program. That's obviously not the way Matt Rule's built in one year to do that, and, and, and there's no reason to think that it's now one year to turn around a program. But would you say it puts added pressure on Matt Rule to succeed earlier rather than later, just based on what we're seeing right now in the sport? Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Um, It does feel like the timeline has been moved up on when you're expected to have success as a head coach. Guys aren't going to get the runway they used to. Uh, But Matt Rule's going to have some time with this. I mean, he has, a, he has a deep contract, and if you look at his track record again at the places he's been, year one has been about putting those building blocks in place, and that didn't always happen with wins right away. Uh, but he, he got young players on the field who, who grew, and by the end of that year, they were in position where you felt like next year they're going to make a big step, and they did in both his previous stops. So I'm not saying that he's going to go 1-11 and or 2-10 and at Nebraska like he sort of did at Temple Baylor those first years. Uh, but I do think we have to have some level of patience. And uh, hopefully at this time next year, whatever their record is, I think the most important thing is, are we talking about some young players who we saw them get better from the first part of September to the end of November, and they're starting to play in key roles, and you feel like, okay, They've got some guys that are going to stick in this program a while, and they are going to be the nucleus for the next two years or so, even in this portal age, and um, you're going to build off that. I think that's the biggest thing of all, more than wins and losses. It's if you feel like you've got that group of players who um, has bonded into what is going on in this program and wants to stick around. And uh, we always heard Scott Frost talk about get old, stay old, It was tough to do, and it is tough to do, but I think that's something you still aim for, 
and we'll see if uh, rules staff can start to get that going with some of these young recruits where they stick around a while now and they just develop and, and want to stay here. Ah, uh, you just lobbed me a softball, BC, because I've talked to you since 12 or 13. We've been doing this, and I'm inside the numbers. And I said, and I've always said, as you know, freshmen need to supplement, not supplant. You need your, your meat and potatoes have got to be your redshirt mm-hmm. sophomores and juniors in this league. Nebraska with 13 seniors, 22 juniors, 22 sophomores, 13 redshirt freshmen, 22 freshmen. Those numbers for me appear to be almost right, moving in the right direction. You'd like the redshirt freshman to be a little higher, obviously, but you're starting to get balance. Can you get inside the numbers like I'm trying to do without making any (laughs) sweeping generalizations? Because I do think you need to get old and stay old to be able to win in this conference. Yeah, I get what you're saying, Damon. I think they have been trending toward that, and now it's a matter of can this staff, not only with the guys they just recruited, but with some of the guys who are in like their second or third year, can they make those players really believe and they're here the next two two to three years, and in two years we're talking about them as seniors, and this is a veteran squad and a real uh, you know tough assignment for teams to deal with. I'm talking about guys like, you know, Javen Wright and guys like that who have been around two or three years who you kind of think are on the cusp of being very important. They haven't been quite that yet, but they can be. They've played some college football, but not a ton of college football. And now this next year, you get them a little bit more. And um, and then by 2024, I'm not dismissing what can happen this next fall, but by 2024, you do have kind of a veteran squad, even though it's only year two of Matt Rule. I do think that's a possibility if you look inside the numbers of this roster and if they don't have a mass exodus of guys um, post-spring with the transfer portal. I do think some will leave, of course, but as long as you keep the guys you really need uh, that have been around two or three years, this can be a team that becomes a veteran squad um, within a couple years. And, th- and that's, I think, where some hope can lie for Husker fans. It's, it's interesting you say that real quick because I'm just kind of in my head going through some of the body types, right, as these juniors that can be older, right? you got Javen Wright and Isaac Gifford and, and, and Snodgrass, and depending on what Henrich does, you got Hutmaker and Ty Robinson. Your offensive line is Benhart, Corcoran, Norelli, and Ethan Piper, those are juniors, right? Like you, that's something if you're kind of trying to get inside in terms of development that's got to get you a little excited, at least for me, because that core group, a lot of those guys have contributed. Yeah, and it's also why I was talking earlier about we have to be patient with this next season, you know, and I know Rule has had these years where he's won one or two games his first season at place as well he's built. I think this team and the roster, as you kind of look inside of it a bit more, is more equipped to to be, you know, a team that can challenge for a bowl game or something like that. I don't want to get too out in front talking about uh, next fall already. Uh, But there are enough guys who have played some college football that there is a foundation you can build if you can get those guys on the same page as your coaching staff and you can go out of spring where you really feel like, okay, 
we know this staff is holding the same rope, and we believe that, but are the players now holding that like the staff is, and they really have confidence in each other and vice versa? I think that's going to be uh, a huge deal. And the guys you mentioned, the specific players, your Ty Robinsons, your J- Javen Wrights, uh, you know, young Malcolm Hartzog, who's not going to be young anymore or considered that by us. Those are the guys you really want to see buy in and become leaders in a hurry with this uh, with this staff, and then feed those young guys, and then uh, the you build a cycle, and that continues uh, year after year, where um, there's an expectation from the veterans to the young guys, and then those young guys become old, and they they feed that to the next generation or next group that's coming in. This kind of snuck up on me, but I remember when Coach Rule said this. Remember Drew Down when he said, "Yeah, I'm not kind of I'm not buying into this." Us often this poor offensive line talk. We're going to be a good offensive line, and that that caught everybody off guard, right? And and he keeps Donnie yeah. Rayola, and, and I think a lot of those guys wanted Coach Rayola. So, you know, I'm riding with what the players feel is good, and I'm looking at the names, right? So you got Ben Scott, you got Piper, Norelli Corcoran, Ben Hart, Prohaska coming back, Henry Lutoski. Who knows what you're going to get out of Justin Evans Jenkins as just a young guy? But those are seven, eight names right there. Where if they're if they're better than they were a year ago, am I crazy to think you should feel good about that group? Is that a stretch? Because when I look at it on paper, that's a lot of mass and a lot of experience. I don't know. I like glass half full people, Damon. I mean, I, I like people that can look, look at it and say, like, yeah, there can be positivity here. And I think that's how you have to look at it as a staff. And that's how Matt Rule is looking at it with that group of guys. Having New Illy back is going to be huge. I mean, Nuri was one of their most consistent guys in uh, 21. I get my years confused at this point. But in 21, when he was playing, he was one of their better guys in the front five. So having him back on the interior, I think, will be big. And if Teddy Prohaska can have a season where he goes into it and you feel like he fully recovered and got some good practice time, He's got, a, he's got a great skill set and a lot of potential at that tackle spot. We haven't seen him be able to take on a full season with good health yet, so that's the main thing there. Um, if there is a silver lining to the injury he suffered last year, I was a little worried about his previous setback from 21 still, and so I think it has allowed him time to recover from both injuries, and hopefully he comes back in uh, – is pretty motivated, and you get a lot out of him. If, and if you do, you are feeling a lot better right there about your O-line. If you got your left tackle handled and Nuri's there and then Ben Scott, that's three out of the five spots right there. And, and that's seven to make five, right? I, I think in this day and age yeah. of such shoddy offensive line play in college football, I that doesn't give me the willies. I, I could kind of rest in that a little bit, and I don't think that's being a homer. No, it's not. I mean, it, there, there's possibilities there. And Piper, despite them struggling up front last fall, hey, I he think got Piper better. individually got he, better. He got better. Yeah. I'm with you. He got better. So, I mean, he's a guy that whether he starts or not, let them sort that out, but he can be in your rotation. And uh, that's what we always talk about around here, and it, it sort of ends up fantasy land of, like, they're actually going to have seven or eight guys. But that I think you shoot for that. I mean, you hope you have that. And – Guys like Piper and uh, getting Ben Scott was huge, by the way. I mean, you got a guy who has center experience. You 
can put him in where Hickson was. You don't have to fool around a, a, yeah. all off season trying to figure out who your center is. That right there should give a, a lot more peace of mind to that coaching staff, at least going into spring. BC, I've got one last thing for you. That's just me, DB, fire away after this. But you guys are talking a lot about experience, both offensively and defensively. And it gets me thinking of how you can keep building toward that experience. And a big name that started to hit the transfer portal yesterday was Javante Jean-Baptiste out of Ohio State and how there was previous connection to Nebraska. Uh, Is that a name? Is that a guy that you think that Nebraska could go after? Or do you think that should just – be avoided as of right now yeah I'd I'd kick the tires on it and see where you get with it I mean he he's been brought up because he really was leaning Nebraska at one point in his recruitment out of high school so you've got a guy who's already familiar with what the program's about sure it's a new staff he would have to get to know and all that and see if he fits but I think with Nebraska football you're not going to have to do a lot of convincing to a prospect like that about what that program means and what how he could uh, how he could fit here. So um, I think he's an intriguing guy to at least look at, and I'll, I'll leave it there for now. I mean, it, it's up to coaches to decide if his personality or whatever fits in with what you've got going. You always got to weigh that with portal guys. But as far as a guy who came out of high school with a tremendous amount of talent and obviously has been in a big program, I'd take a look at him. Um, but I also think we need to be careful to not always get caught up in when there's a guy from Ohio State mm-hmm. or Alabama or somebody who's in the portal. Sometimes we act like, okay, you got to get that guy. It hasn't always worked out with those players either. So um, I, I don't think we should just act like it's a slam dunker layup. Uh, just because a guy happens to be from a high-profile program right now that he's going to necessarily be a huge dude for you uh, when you get him to Lincoln. Yeah, it's interesting because at that spot, depending on what Nebraska plays defensively, they don't have any juniors or seniors. Your oldest guys are Butler and Gunnarsson, and that includes Kai Wallen. Uh, real quick, though, BC, before we get you out, if iron sharpens iron and sometimes you get sparks, how important was it for Casey Thompson to come back and, and be the guy that can – that can compete with Sims and, and that quarterback room that appears to be pretty deep right now. I mean, I love it. If, if he, his dad has said that he's planning on coming back, he might miss the spring as he recovers from his surgery. Um, but yeah, I mean, you take all the guys that are, yeah, have potential uh, that you can at that position. Now it was interesting on December 21st when Matt rule at his press conference, I know people were listening closely, and it was clear that they think a whole lot of Jeff Sin yeah. and what he could possibly be. And, uh, you know, when it came to Casey, he said a nice line or two, but it, it didn't go too deep into it, um, which is fine. I wouldn't read too much into that. But um, anybody who thought that this is just, like, Casey's job uh, when he gets healthy and Jeff Sims is, like, option two, I don't know. I think it's going to be a real dogfight, and uh, that's good. And um, uh, there needs to be more of that around this program. There needs to be those position groups where you feel like, hey, there's two or three really good options here. It's going to be tough to decide. And um, somebody who's second on that line uh, is someone we're still going to feel good about. So uh, hopefully that plays out like it looks like it might. Brian, you're the man. We appreciate your time. 
Thanks, guys. Thanks, B. We will talk to you next week. Brian Christofferson, senior writer for Husker247.com. Toss him a follow on Twitter at Husker247BC. Coming up next, our good friend Kevin Suits, also in the Lincoln area. We'll talk to him on Coffee and Cream here on Hale Varsity Radio. Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Coffee and Cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. We appreciate you joining us for this show. Uh, on at 590 AM ESPN Omaha, and we are there for good now. We got the thumbs up. We are on. We're through. Also on in 1480 ESPN Lincoln. DB gives a big thumbs up for that. Uh, before we get to our next guest, I'd like to provide an update on DeMar Hamlin via Cole Harvey. He said he just chatted to a family friend of his, and... Um, it says, per that family friend and Amar's family, doctors overnight got promising readings that they had been hoping to see by this morning. Uh, he couldn't go into specifics, but progress appears to be made. So uh, that update coming out just four minutes ago from Cole Harvey, the ESPN reporter that's been uh, outside the hospital for the last, like, 48 hours. So, Tell you what, it's, uh, that's on the flat reporting, man. Makes it tough. And somebody that does very good reporting <laughs> somebody with very good reporting skills is our next guest kevin suits from 1011 news kevin good morning happy new year happy new year to you gentlemen as well hopefully 2023 is treating you well so far you know what two That's days in i'm all good yeah, not, not, not too bad we'll give it time you know it's a bit of another two days who knows hey I, let me start real quick before we get to nebraska and big picture with hoops and football uh the hack tournament at coach noble coach kelly a sweep for the boys and girls at Lincoln High. Uh, I know somewhere Bolin is super happy about his Lincoln High links with that administration crew up there. Level of surprise that the links swept the hack tournament in terms of, of both sides. Absolutely stunned. The women, <laughs> uh, the, the girls winning, not a surprise. Not so much. They're one of the best teams in this state. Boys, though, holy moly. That's a big conference. It's a tough one, too. Some great coaching, some really good talent this year across the board as well. But to know that the Lincoln High boys won that tournament, absolutely shocking to me. But I'm, I'm on the train. I think this team has a lot of uh, momentum right now. Noble, he's one of the better ones in the league. Yeah, Coach Noble, this has got to be quite a turnaround, man. He's getting Garrett Jr. and those guys to play well. They're long, right? But the one that got my attention, see, I think Southwest is dangerous, right? Everybody, they, they got a ton of options and Love Jr. and Ryland Smith and, you know, Fraggy is athletic. When you're looking at kind of when the dust settles, do you think Lincoln Eye is built for the long term? That's a great question, DB. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I don't know right now. Let me see the next couple of weeks yeah. because Lincoln High's schedule plays out that they continue city play over the next week and a half. So we'll still learn, you know, how much did that hack tournament take out of them? I would lean to say Southwest may still be the best team in the city. I think Southeast is incredibly dangerous in the postseason 
because of the defense they play and having Bangot Dak at the front of that trapping zone. I mean, he's going to be a matchup problem for anybody who gets them in the postseason. But right now, Lincoln Hyde, they're veteran. The roster guys, it's almost all seniors. Yeah. So they understand Noble. He is not easy to play for, but they've been through it, and they understand his expectations. And I think that's maybe what led to their success last week at the hack is that they kind of hit their stride. They understand what coach expects, and they understand their roles. Good for the Lynx. Yeah, uh, you know, Kevin, you're a great follow on Twitter. I just got to say that for one. Um, and you can toss him a follow at Kevin Suits, and it's S-J-U-T-S. And uh, I was following you closer around Christmas time, and uh, I, I like when you release your AP poll for college basketball. Um, and I noticed uh, that you had UConn as the number one team over Purdue at the time. And I was like, hmm, okay, that's that's a pr- pretty pretty good choice, and then um, we we obviously saw Purdue lose to Xavier, or Purdue, excuse me, UConn lose to Xavier, and then we saw Purdue lose to Rutgers. So are are you uh, pretty shaken up by seeing that your top two teams in your Week Seven poll ha- have kind of gone awry? New Mexico State bit the dust too. No more undefeateds. I mean, this is tough. The top twenty-five this year has been extremely challenging. I've been all in on UConn. This past week was the first time I had had Purdue number one all season. Granted, that's a team I've seen firsthand. Nebraska took them to overtime. I still think the Huskers should have won that game. So I've had this complex with the Boilermakers. Do I think they're good? Yes. Do I think they're the best team in the land? No, not until this past week because UConn showed some vulnerability as well. As of right now, to vote for next week's poll or reevaluate my top 25. I think I'm going Houston number one. I think they're maybe the best team in the country right now. I'm still really high on UConn. I think they're really, really good. They've got a couple of tough tests coming up as well. Uh, but man, number one keeps having different teams receive votes. And I will say the hardest part of the top 25 voting right now is deciding who's one through three. And then who's 20 through 25? Because some of the teams on the backside of the top 25, every week when I write out my top 25, I list out about, I don't know, 10 to 15 teams I think are deserving of being in the poll. I have to pick five. So picking five out of 15 teams is pretty challenging. And I try to look at them head to head. You know, which team in my heart do I feel is the best of those teams? Yeah, that's that's so spot on about that back end. I watched LSU play against Kentucky last night, showing that that win a week ago wasn't a fluke, and they're just outside the top 25. Best wishes on that poll, Kevin. But let me ask you this. (laughs) Just as tough, how good a handle do you feel you have or don't have on Michigan State when you watch all these other teams play in the Big Ten? They seem like the ultimate wild card from the, the ceiling to the floor. Well, it's not just Michigan State. If you look at some of the teams that started the season and made a move right around all the the Mauis and the Bahamas tournaments, you thought Michigan State was going to be really good, right? And then they suffered some losses that cut you by surprise. Similarly, North Carolina. They win some games early. They're a a team that made the championship last year. You think they're really good, but then they suffer that four-game losing streak. So, I guess all to say that there are a group of teams, Kentucky is another one. How good are they really? I 
think on some nights they're really good. I think Michigan State was pretty good last night when they beat Nebraska because they jumped on them early and they didn't take their foot off the gas. But there's a group of teams like Michigan State that on good nights, they're good. On bad nights, they're very vulnerable. When do you see Creighton making their way back into the top 25? Soon. Well, it could happen next week. <laughs> Look at the schedule they have ahead. They've got a couple of prove-it games. You know, UConn. If you go and beat UConn, there's a chance you're – they received one vote this past week. Maybe necessarily going to get it back in the top 25, but they're going to be right on the edge if they win against the Huskies. So, Creighton, I think there's a huge opportunity in the week ahead. If you sustain it over the next two weeks, they're probably back in the top 25. But you've seen, guys, they're a different team with Kalkbrenner in there, mm-hmm. and they have to remain committed to playing good defense. If they do that, I think they're back in the mix with the top 25. Could you learn enough about what you think Minnesota may bring to the table this weekend with, with Nebraska against a, a tough Wisconsin. It's always hard to win on the road unless you're Rutgers and your Minnesota plant Wisconsin to the final possession. But uh, do you know enough about the Gophers to kind of cap this one coming up for Nebraska? No. I know. Minnesota is a weird study. Big Ten's tough. It's going to be – how many weeks are left in the Big Ten season? Two months? Yeah. It's going to be a wild, insanely difficult uh, to predict Big Ten season. Of course, Purdue's at the top, but there are these teams, Minnesota, Northwestern, Nebraska, they're going to win some games. It's a matter of matchup, how prepared they are, and the energy they bring in some of those games. And we're speaking with Kevin Suits, sports director at 1011 News. Kevin, before we let you go, after watching Nebraska play last night, and, and you know their strength has been defense all season long, uh, but when defense doesn't carry over to offense right away, uh, did you like their shot selection, or what do you think they could have done a better job of instead of just popping shots and try to match Michigan State? Well, I think this is a challenge for Nebraska, is when they get behind it doesn't lend itself to the way they want to play. They want to play at a slower pace, rely on their defense, and be very calculated in their shot selection. When you're behind, you need to hit threes. Vandemel went 0 for 4 from beyond the arc. I don't even – what did Tominaga finish with? Two points? Yep. They need Kese to maybe go 15 to 20 points when they're down by double digits and they need to climb back into a game. So, did I like their shot selection? Eh. They were kind of in a bad spot because they got behind mid-first half and they had to play catch-up. they got to hit threes, and that's not the DNA of the team. Mm. Kevin, you're the man. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much this morning. Thanks, Kev. Happy New Year, boys. You Happy too. New Year. Two for you coming up next, presented by Dingman's Collision Center. Give us a call, 888-638-4876, for your chance at a Hale Varsity Club gift card. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you to close down the show here on Hale Varsity Radio. It's coffee and cream in the morning. 
Alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Did you see something interesting, or were you just puckering your lips like that for a oh. no particular reason? Nope, nope. But I'm always thinking. You're right? always thinking always, about a few, oh, few oh, different oh, things. Oh, oh, always thinking. Hey, we need your calls. I, if I Like, given the opportunity, I would always just play it safe, right? Uh-huh. I... I, I just think that should be kind of like a when I'm dealing. If with you these. had a T-shirt, just play it safe. Play it safe. That's yeah, it. But uh, it is what it is. Not a risk taker at all. Well, apparently, some are. Mm. Ready, bro? <laughs> we're, we're ready. Hey, we're, hey, Chris, thumbs up, buddy. Thumbs He's, up. My man was out there <laughs> in the car, just getting it out there. <laughs> Uh, high five for our yeah high five to our dude right <laughs> that's an air dap hey we're playing two for you we need your calls though 888-638-4876 so we can give away prizes we'll play the game regardless but if you want a prize you have to call to be eligible to win it's presented by dingman's collision center serving the city of omaha for over 25 years go to dingmans.com to schedule and estimate today nice work there shaner uh They've been in business, like I said, for over 25 years. They're family-owned and family-run. They invest in the latest technology to stay up-to-date with the ever-evolving technology of what cars are today because it always seems like something's getting newer and newer, and then all of a sudden, you're like, I don't know how to fix this issue. So where do you go? You go to Dingman's, and uh, they work on all makes and models from Fords to Teslas, have four locations throughout the metro area along with a standalone mechanical shop at 120th and Maple, voted first place best of Omaha for 18 years running. Go to Dingman's Collision Center. They'll get you hooked up, and you know me. I hit deer all the time, so I'm going to have to go in there. There, at oh, yeah. least in the next few weeks. I tell you what, they fixed my vehicle <laughs> before, and and I coach Boyd Dingman's grandson Ty mm-hmm. at at Westside, who is ultra fast. I used to make fun of his haircut because he had a what do you call the the, the long? Do- it's short a mullet. Yeah, <laughs> and he he rocked that bad boy <laughs> to the fullest. I feel like the mullets are back. Are they? Yeah, I think yeah, so. I see a lot of our guy, like our guys. Uh, you know, Vogelak and those guys were kind of rocking the uh-huh. the mullet, but shoot, man, they're back. Hey, we have one caller online, one right now, so let's play the game, Shane, or whenever you're ready, uh, let's get that music going. And online one, we have Zach. So, so Zach you wanted, in Omaha. Good morning. You, you wanted some music here? Yeah, let's give let's give Z some music. Okay, let me find it here. Yeah, Hold well, on. hey, I'm just I'm trying to buy you some time here. Buy so me some Zach time. doesn't think that you're not good at your job. Yeah, I'm not. I'm terrible <laughs> at my job. <laughs> at least I he's, he's, he's just like, you know, on it. I get to say <laughs> Zach knows what we're about anyway. So there, oh, it was almost there. There it is. There's our music. Zach, how you doing, man? Not a chance, Zach. Doing shit. great. Love that there's some music going. I yeah. needed that. <laughs> yeah, this is the only way to play, right, Zach? Oh, shoot. Exactly. Hey, Zach, this game's pretty easy, so I'll give you a quick explanation. It's called Two For You. If we get two questions right, they're general, common knowledge questions, you're going to pick two people of the show, and if we get two right, you win a gift card. But then you can continually go for double or nothing four, or two total times for a grand total of four prompts. If you get them all right, you take them a $40 gift card. Sound good? Let's do it. All right, who would you like to play on the show Shane, DB, and Andrew. Pick two people. 
Let's go Shane and Andrew. Oh, gosh. You're in for a treat because Shane isn't the best at this game. Um, I believe. I believe. All right. Let's go, Z. Let's go. All right. Hey, Shane, are you ready over there? You ready? You can talk. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Something with wheels. Got it? Yep. Okay. A type of flower. Okay. You're not writing anything down. This is set up for, <laughs> for failure. A holiday. Okay. You're not getting mine. Well, that's not the that's point, not the point of this You game. want Zach to win. <laughs> and a social media platform. Okay. I will do the counting. You're so Zach. Here's how this goes. Now, Sh uh, DB will count down from three. Shane and I will say our answers at the same time. Hopefully, we get two right and then go so forth to get to four. Something with wheels. Three, two, one. Hot. Car. What? I said hot. Hot wheels. Oh my gosh. What, Zach? Why'd you fix it? This is presented it's by Dingman. This was a layup. Wheels, cars. <laughs> Hot Wheels are cars, but they're not. It's not the name. Oh my! It's something with wheels. Oh my! You went name brand. <laughs> See, I, I love it because you went with Shane. But I don't know why, but uh, what's question number two? Um, a type of flower. A type of flower. Three, two, one. Rose. Sun. Flower. Okay. Okay. At least you got. Okay. It, it, that's, we got to get, get Zach one. We got to get, get Zach one here. Don't try to make yourself Don't feel better about using hot. <laughs> here we go. A holiday. Three, two, one. Christmas. Christmas. That a boy, Shane. Right, You're so there. Zach, Zach's got You're the, there. He's at least guaranteed All right, a $10 gift certificate. Can he roll the dice? Uh, well, he needs two to get the ten dollars. Oh, fudge! Yeah. Oh, here we go. So we need the social media platform. Social media platform. Three, two, one. Twitter. Twitter. All right. Yes. Yeah, you know I what? Was, hey, listen, You're I was second half player. I was worried. <laughs> I was too. After hot, I didn't even know what to think. Hot wheels. Wow. Uh, well, Zach, congratulations! You won yourself a twenty dollars gift card. You can come pick that up or $10 gift card, excuse me, at Hale Varsity Club. Uh, that'll be at the hostess stand. Your name will be with it. Come by anytime. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks, thanks man. I, I think Zach picked Shane so he could laugh. <laughs> yeah, I think he picked Shane so we all could laugh <laughs> collectively. What a, what a move by so, him. So, Shane, you're not over though. So, both times, because we've had a couple of calls pick mm -hmm. Shane. So, I think both times, Brian picked Shane. Remember when out of breath <laughs> Brian picked why. Shane? <laughs> but I think he still got a gift card. So, Shane, it's not all Well, because no, we went twice, remember? Because we let him play with you and me. Oh, yeah, we did it again. Yeah, we, we were just nice that day. Let's, Shane, we don't, have, we my, don't have another caller, but my, let's, my, let's my keep playing said, the game. My man said Hot Wheels. He said Hot Wheels. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. You know what? You're going to have to take your Hot Wheels to Dingman's after that answer because Wowzers. you got Well, crunched. they did used to make crack-up cars. Were you old enough for those? Crack-up? Yeah, so, like, if you Google crack-up cars, their cars were... <laughs> They could flip, and it looked like they had a dent. Oh, no. Yeah, they were I, hot, I they didn't, were, know, they I were didn't hot, know about those. They're called Hot Wheels crack-up cars. I feel like Hot Wheels are such a collector's item now that if you have them yeah. packaged we from a, when they were first released, we have a ton. you could probably make a pretty penny on that. Hey, let's play, let's play again. Shane, cue the music. Nobody on the line, but we're going to have some fun anyway because you know, we got some time left. All right, here we go.
Oh, he's got to find the music. Oh, well, it's not on the same page here. Why didn't you just leave it running? You can't run the sound effects and hey. the, the music uh, at the same time. Interesting. I didn't know that. Okay, My I'm sorry to take Zach a shot. said Shane Schillerberg is definitely a different beast. <laughs> Hot Wheels. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, uh, ready? Uh, yeah, you and me, DB. Here we go. And then I'll let you play with Shaner if we have time. Uh, a restaurant in Omaha. Oh, wow. So it's both you guys? I yeah. can't do it? Yep. Yeah. You get to sit here and relax this time. Okay. That's a, that's a tough one, though, Drew Down. Uh-huh. A bar. Are you ready? I'm sorry. Yep. A bar in Blackstone. Okay. A local spot in Old Market. There's no way. And a 2022 College World Series team. I don't have the Blackstone one yet. A bar? Yeah. In Blackstone? So specific, because I need to know where you're counting the exact area. I, I just think like that main stretch of road, like the main street of Blackstone. Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> This is not going to be good. <laughs> All right. A restaurant in Omaha. Three, two, one. Cheesecake Hale Varsity Barky. Club. Hale Varsity Club. Yep, yep. That was, that was a true head-on collision there. Okay. We T-boned because this was the layup. Okay. I'll own that one. Maybe. <laughs> All right. A bar in Blackstone. Three, two, one. Crescent Social. Mm, darn. Okay, okay. That's tough. That one was a tough one. A local spot in Old Market. Three, two, one. Billy Ted and Frox. Wally's. And I love Ted and Wally's. I know you do. That's why I played that card. I love Ted and Wally's. Oh, we man. are over. And a 2022 College World Series team. Three, two, one. Ole Astros. Miss. Astros? Oh, College World <laughs> Series. I pulled a Shaner. <laughs> Astros. These guys are going to be like, oh my. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in. That was fantastic. Could those questions, that one was, I should have gotten. Oh, but, man. But why that, such hard questions? I, I like to mix it up every now and then. I like Sh to challenge you. Shane was getting like Kalkbrenners, right? I mean, <laughs> gimme's in the paint. <laughs> You're giving me restaurants in Blackstone? I thought Hale Varsity Club was an easy one. Yeah, it should, especially with the food. We're here. <laughs> we're at Hale Varsity Club. Well, I'm still trying to get over College World Series. <laughs> because you said the Astros? Why wouldn't you even say, like, the Dodgers? Because they weren't in it. <laughs> yeah, but they have been before. <laughs> uh, I think I need a mulligan. Can we do it again? <laughs> I think you need a drink. <laughs> well, don't tempt me. What's, what's, uh, we don't have, I've, I've done worse. We don't have time to do it again, but we will play it next Wednesday. You can redeem yourself then, DB. LSU Rob, so cool seeing the Astros in Omaha last year. <laughs> they did. They got well, robbed. Bregman did play here once. <laughs> and Carlos Correa is still looking for a team after last year's College World Series run. Hey, our, our poll question of the day, MJ was the winner, 53.1%. How about that? He's the most popular. Hey, you, well, went with, you went with Hornsby. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow.